five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Energized Podcast, we are back. How are you doing, Barry? Um, I'm doing very well today. It doesn't matter how you're doing. So if you're new to the Energized <laughs> Podcast, welcome. And if you're turning Energized listener, welcome back. Did you like my impression of that the That was good. That yeah. was good. That actually was good. <laughs> so, Barry, what's on today's show? Uh, okay. On today's show, we're going to be discussing Tyson Fury on the Joe Rogan podcast. And uh, if you haven't seen it, you have to check it out. Uh, then we're going to be moving into the news of the UFC, including the trade between Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson and one championship's welterweight, undefeated champion Ben Askren. And then we're going to be looking at UFC 230 that is in Madison Square Garden this weekend between the champ champ Daniel Cormier taking on Derek, my balls are hot, Lewis. My balls are hot. <laughs> <laughs> and all of the UFC unboxing news, as always. Yeah. So, Barry, this week... Hold on, it feels like it's been a while since we've done a show, doesn't it? I know, yeah, even though it's actually been sooner than we've ever done one because we waited a day extra to go see the KJ there for them. Yeah. Actually, by the way, that's getting great reviews, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So five stars everywhere. Yeah. It's actually very, very well shot. Yeah, I thought it was brilliant, yeah. And you get such a an insight into such an introvert character. Like, if you haven't gone to see it, go see it. But then also, send us a DM and let us know what you thought of it when you went to go see it. Yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. Also, actually, over the weekend, uh, we went paintballing for Mark Costello's 30th birthday. Yeah. Uh, it was a great day out on Sunday. Yeah. And uh, Barry was like King Sniper. I was like King Target. Yeah. <laughs> <It was laughs> team Blue won. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Barry's on Team Blue. I was on Team Red. My team was terrible. Yeah. We played a, a game of, I don't want to list, but like, I think there's 25 people on each team. And it was like sort of last team standing. And... I think the blue team had like six people left at the end. The red team were all gone. I was like, I was like, all right, that was a bit of whitewash. It was, it was great crack. It was actually, it's so weird when you have the mask on and you see it like a, a paintball going right towards your face. Yeah, and it's smacking off your face. It's, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. Also, I found it very bizarre that um, you sort of, you, we didn't know half the people were shooting as well. Like, that that was a bit weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it, it was, it was, it was a good crack. It was, it was a great time, man. Costello listens to podcasts every week, so he's a legend. Yeah. It was a great day out, wasn't it? Just get the lads to do shit because uh, when it, like it's getting harder and harder to organize stuff. But like when you ask the lads, do they want to go shoot people? They were all over it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe they wanted to shoot energized. Yeah, 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 yeah. They did want to shoot. And, and no, Costello, we will not call this podcast Costello's thirtieth. Costello's thirtieth birthday. Yeah, but uh, paintball is a good crack. If you've never done it, go do it. Yeah, definitely check it out. It was great crack. It Although was. it's expensive, just be bear in mind that. Yeah, it is expensive, but um. Yeah, on Thursday, Tyson Fury was on Joe Rogan's podcast and uh, it was such an in-depth podcast for only being like an hour and 15 minutes long. He was there promoting his fight against Deontay Wilder, which is on in a little over a month. And uh, Ross, if for people that haven't listened to the Tyson Fury podcast, tell us a bit about it. and What did you make of it overall? This is actually... It doesn't matter what you think! <laughs> Don't get back for you. Oh, it was just the, That was the right time. All right. <laughs> uh, look, this is one of the best podcasts I've ever listened to. It actually was. I don't think I've ever seen an athlete that's currently competing in their sport be so open and honest about how they feel. Yeah. Normally, when most people retire, then they tell everyone how they felt or their highs and their lows of their career. Uh, especially someone who's at like the top of the game as well. Yeah, but a huge, biggest fight of his life. Yeah, he, up. he's the, the lineal heavyweight champion. 
And a lot of people don't really know what that means, but that actually means that like he held all the belts and not for a very long time. Someone's done that. Oh, I thought I thought the lineal champ was the the champ, and then like gave up his belts. Oh, and without it? losing. Oh, well, maybe that is it then. I thought that meant he won all the belts because. No, I, no, I don't think so. Well, he's the first lineal heavyweight champion in a very long time. Hold on, Joe. We, we should pause this and actually just check, right? Give us one be, sec. Be right back. So after pausing the show in the first time in Energize history, we now have a good idea what the lineal champion is. So I initially thought it was the person who hold, held all the belts. I am correct. But Barry's also correct that in if you give the belts up and don't defend them, you're still a lineal champion. So the best way to explain it is when John Jones had to vacate his light heavyweight belt, John Jones is still the lineal light heavyweight champion of the UFC because he never actually lost his belt. Okay. That's probably the best way to describe it. So you could say George St. Pierre is the lineal welterweight champion. He never lost his belt. Okay. So there you have it. Tyson Fury. What a man. Won all the belts. Belty McBelterson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he was on the Joe Rogan podcast. And Belty. look, he went really in depth into his depression. And it was, it was quite intense almost at one stage. Yeah. But also... I don't think anyone's ever explained their depression so well that it made sense. Uh, it gave like an understanding. Yeah. If that makes sense. Especially oh, so openly. Yeah. On, like a Joe Rogan podcast. It wasn't like a one-on-one chat. Yeah. yeah like, I mean like in a bar or something. Yeah. He was He was basically explained that like he got to one stage where he was driving his Ferrari and he was going to drive it off a bridge. I mean, um, I was like, Jesus Christ, like this fella's six foot nine, like beat any man in a fight in the world and world champion money in the bank you know wife at home and he, he was kids yeah kids and he was just looking to end it all it's just so crazy to think that like the disease that is depression can like just take over your soul yeah you know what I mean it's crazy to think Tyson Fury Mr. Big Personality as well yeah is that depressed? And he was saying that like after I won, he was like, nothing's left for me now. You know what I mean? And he was saying he was going on mad parties. He was drinking like 20 points three or four times a week. And he was saying he was doing cocaine to beat the band. Who who describe himself as? Scarface. Uh, yeah, Scarface. He was like, um, he was just on an absolute binge. Like he was like trying to like do the most damage he could to his body. Yeah. And then he was saying when he got back training, it was like, that's what saved him. It was like the positive endorphins that he releases from his training was insane. And he said he slowly but surely got back down to what he was doing, the ketogenic diet. And his trainer was like, oh, you're only supposed to do that for 11 days. He was like, ha, I've been doing it for six weeks. You know what I mean? It, like, he's one of these per- people who have like such a crazy, mad bastard mindset that like he can achieve anything in terms of like physicalness. Yeah, but so I think like a lot of like, champions or yeah champions or the number one or the top three athletes in any sort of space or even like steve jobs with apple and stuff like sometimes these people have to be like think, yeah they have to be totally different like their yeah. mindset isn't just going nine to five and mm. to home like they have to be like obsessed with this and like I, no i don't understand the way uh tyson fury went on a mad crazy situation because like like the thing is with goals, like you keep creating goals and goals and goals. Whereas like he was like obsessed becoming the world champion, right? Yeah. And then getting it, he's like, right, I've reached the top of the mountain. What's left for my life? And he was like 27 mm. maybe? Because he's only 30 now. So yeah. he would have been like 26, 27 and achieved what he set out to do for his whole life. And yeah. 
But like that's where I don't I don't understand how he then like went on a mad one for like three years because like you're the world the, the he- lineal heavyweight champion of the world. You have all the money mm. that you need. You have a family. Like you obviously have friends. Like, yeah, it's crazy to think that some people think that money will will then help their mental mm. health. But like, yeah, it, he was it, saying he'd buy a car and he'd be happy for 15, 20 minutes, yeah. and then he'd be like, "All right, well, like I've driven this now." Yeah, it's crazy how people think that that could that's it. Like it's like oh, if I'm depressed now, it's like oh, if I win the lotto tomorrow, it'll be grand. Where you're just actually still depressed with a load of money. Yeah, you know what's just hot there? If I was a sports star, I'd never actually buy a car. You know, I'd always just lease them for the year. And you just get a different car each year. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the people buy, buy them as like current assets though, you know? Although no, they yeah, appreciate value so fast. Yeah, that's what I mean. If you lease them for a year, you're going to pay for having the car for a year, yeah. for 12 months, and then you can give back and then you can get your new spanky sports car. Yeah, well, mo- well, yeah most well, like, I know footballers would, mean, would have been would have become like underprivileged areas. So therefore, they, they want to show off what they have. It's like rappers having like mm. their chains, you know what I mean? Yeah, true. But uh, yeah, Toys and Fury, man, what? Yeah, it, 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 there's a few, like, really funny stories in it. Like, he tells uh, how, how he got his current boxing coach. That, like, he asked him to go get these, these two girls. Number. He goes, if you get, go get those two girls' phone numbers over there, you can be my boxing coach. And then your man comes back and doesn't get the numbers. And he goes, oh, clearly didn't want to be my boxing coach, though. And he goes back and he gets the numbers. And he's like, right, you're the boxing coach now. Yeah. Which is which is funny. And then, obviously, Rogan questions on it. Like, does he have any boxing prowess? And then, like, his methods are trained are quite strange as well. Um, he was, he was, I know it wasn't on Joe, Joe Rowan, but he was doing a below the belt with Brendan Schaub and he was saying that you were trained up in Big Bear, Bear and now you're back down here. And for those who don't know, Big Bear is really high in al- altitude. It's where Tito Ortiz does most of his camps. Tony Ferguson does his camp up there. Yeah. And he was like, here, look, I'm a heavyweight. I weigh 20 stone. I did four rounds up in Big Bear and I'm bollocks. I come back down here, I can do 12 rounds. I'm not fighting a Big Bear. I don't need to do my camp up there. You know what I mean? And, the fella, it's it's so funny because there seems to be like no science behind his thought, but like whatever he seems to do seems to work for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like well, the, most people know their own bodies as yeah. well, though. You know, true, true. What um, works, what might work for you, might work for another person as well. Yeah, and I suppose he's like such a unique physique. Yeah, as in like there's not really he's like a ballerina, a six foot nine ballerina. Yeah, and he was he was also talking about training, overtraining, undertraining. I was like, no, no, I never do any overtraining. But then he said he does. I think he runs six days a week. So his weights training five days a week and then spars three days a week. I was like, that's 14 sessions in seven days. I was like, I was like, how many more sessions could you fit in? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if that's not overtraining, like, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because, remember he said he wasn't training and he felt like killing himself. Yeah. So, like, doing that. He has to make sure he's doing all the training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. keeping on, like, keeping the, uh, the equilibrium. Although he looks like what he's doing is, like, pad work or whatever it is. He looks like that's when he's having fun. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. that, like, he probably doesn't see some of them as a workout. He's like, Go on, get in here, hit the pads, Hanging you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And like, he seems to get on with his coach. If you actually look at him now, it's like circles got so small, like, he only follows like six or seven people on Instagram, like, they're his circle. Yeah. He's just such an, like, such a, Joe, after watching that, I was just like, here, that guy just deserves something huge to happen. And yeah. like, I know he's taking on Wilder now next month, and I can't wait to cover that as well. But uh, this is, he, he goes at the end of the Joe Rogan podcast. Joe Rogan was like, what happens after your fight? And he goes, I don't know, I'll probably go back in the beer and go back up to 450 pounds this time. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, obviously before myself and Ross had talked about mental health and, uh, like, everything about it. And uh, I, don't, I don't even know how much further we can go into it. But uh, I, I've definitely, like, I've suffered with it now and then. And then if it wasn't for people like Ross, like, then, I, like, I don't know what I'd be doing. But, uh, 
it's like keeping on top of like I, I always found that like doing training definitely helps I was on like tablets before and it, it sort of helps for like a week and then they just become like just the norm the, the, yeah you use hating tablets uh, yeah I say it'd be the same as like if you say if you took heroin or something like if you took heroin the first hit you're probably going to get a massive high but if you keep taking it the same amount of hits it's not going to work as much you're going to need more and more and more yeah. so I'm mean, uh, like and I, you, can't, you can't be like taking three tablets you know what I mean that's the thing man I, I was like here look at one stage I was like here these aren't really affecting me and like I don't want to have to, to, to do more and more yeah, and you more. don't feel like you're relying yeah. on them either yeah but uh, but I think the main question is for probably someone who like has trouble with mental health and maths was the podcast helpful, yes or no? Yeah, like, a thousand percent. Like, the second I listened to it, I was like, this person's actually talking about something that I totally relate with, and I'm sure other people related with it as well, because it went pretty viral. But uh, I always found it myself that if I was training, then I'd be, like, this total different person to not training. And, like, it, it like I was so active when I was younger, and then, obviously, as I got older, I'm not on teams anymore, so it's only really going to the gym or going for walks or stuff like that. But uh, it's... I was just like right as of this like this week I'm just changing things and I'm gonna just I'm gonna just focus more on doing better things and then obviously myself and Ross went to the gym yesterday and someone lo- someone robbed the keys to the gym so we couldn't get in so we had to do our own like workout in the field flipping tires and what else are we doing doing push ups squats lunges burpees getting sick getting sick yeah yeah that was my favorite part but uh, yeah I mean if you don't if you're not like doing any physical exercise it's just gonna get to you because. Uh, yeah, it, like even if the smallest going for a walk is better than sitting at home on the yeah, couch watching yeah. the fourth episode on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I mean, you should definitely just try and get out and do something because uh, it helps. And like, I know obviously not we're not all going to become world champions, but uh, doing doing a little does a lot for you. Yeah. Yeah. But um, definitely check out Toys of Fury podcast. Joe Rogan is probably one of his best ones in a very long time, yeah. and it's such a good guest to have on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I, I, like as soon as as soon as like I saw Fury's going to be on the Joe Rogan podcast, I was like, all right, can't wait. Like I was like, I'm I'm making sure I listen to that one. I I guarantee it's not I'm not the only person that it, that affected like because mm. like I almost felt like that that like uh, not that I was meant to listen to that or something, but like it was just something I really really needed there mm. and then, and it was just so happened that that happened. Like, if he wasn't meant to fight Wilder, he wouldn't have been on the show. But mm. all things just sort of happened for a reason. But, like, yeah. that was that really hit home. And I'm sure it hit home to a load of people. Because, uh, yeah, there's so much bullshit going on in the world. And <clears throat> it's, like, I even found, like, when, like, that mental health awareness stuff came out, that, like, people were just sort of like, oh, I have anxiety and stuff. Like, if you're going for a job interview or if you're going on a first date to meet a bird, you're going to have sort of anxiety. But that's the sort of stuff you need. Yeah, you know that's, I mean? like, natural. Yeah. Like, you can't... Like, like you, there's nothing wrong with your mental health. Yeah. Then. I, feel, I feel like people are just saying it, like, to use that as an excuse for certain yeah. things. Now, I don't know who, but, like, certain people. Like, if... Yeah. I, I feel like that happens in, like, the crime world as well. You know what I mean? As in, like, someone gets arrested and, like, oh, mental health problems. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, it's like... Yeah. And that's the thing, like, people using that as an excuse is just... Uh, you're making this like you're you're t- taking the piss out of the, the illness itself yeah. and you're sort of making it seem like it's not actually as important as it is you know yeah but, but uh, uh yeah do a bit of exercise yeah the podcast do. uh just make those small goals and small make, goals small, yeah. small goals make the bigger thing yeah. seem a lot easier that's what happened there i was like right here i need to like start concentrating and make myself happier each week yeah. you know what i mean because like to get back to normal man like mm. you know what i mean and improve the show obviously as well but uh, yeah, um, 
So overall, watch me give Tyson Fury's podcast out of 10. That was 10 out of 10. It's one yeah. of the best podcasts I've ever listened to. Yeah, same here. Like, well, well, also, and I've listened to loads of podcasts. Yeah. Like. I don't, like, in terms of Joe Rogan, like, I, I'd say... I'd say I've listened to 50% of the Joe Rogan podcast, which is a lot. Yeah. Well, no, actually, no, because there's over a thousand episodes now. <laughs> yeah, there yeah, is over a thousand. Many. All right, well, I'd say I've listened to... In the last three years, I'd say i listened to 50% of the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, right, like, that's up there, if not the best one I've ever listened to. Yeah. As in terms of, like, in terms of realness, it's probably the best one I've ever listened oh, to. Oh, yeah, now, yeah I know Joey Diaz has been on a few times. I've actually, like, I've actually been, like, hysterically laughing by myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is funny. He's on the most recent episode as well. But uh, yeah, look, is, yeah. in terms of like realness, Tyson Fury and Joey Diaz are the two most real people ever. Yeah. And he was, Fury wasn't even looking for anything no. out of it as well, you know? No, he was just having an honest chat with him. Yeah. That's so refreshing. So many people like are hiding behind these masks. You mm. see, the worst thing about it is, if you think about it, Tyson Fury is in a situation where he has loads of money, he has all the, the glory and everything that he can afford to be like, oh, uh, like I tried to kill myself or yeah. I was so depressed I wanted to die. All that yeah. sort of stuff. Whereas like, Joe Smith from down the road who like does a nine to five in banking can't I don't believe can just turn around and be like in front of all his colleagues like oh I wanted to kill myself like because then I feel like he's going to be totally like viewed differently yeah. Yeah, and like they're going to be looking at him man like he, like if he makes a joke they'll be like oh Jesus maybe meant that and then next thing you know like They'd be looking to give him redundancy packets. They would be like, yeah. oh, we don't want to kill himself when he works here. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like people are going on about like break the stigma. But like, say if you went on the first day and you're like, oh, last week I wanted to kill myself. And then like the bird wouldn't be like, or the guy wouldn't turn around and be like, oh, deadly. They're so honest. Yeah. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. Uh, they'd be like, right, I'm not going out with him. Like, because Tim wants, uh, I have to tell everyone, my fella or my girlfriend killed themselves. Yeah. So I don't know, it's like, Although, like, I don't know how you think of yourself when we can go on a date next. But, uh, <laughs> like, you know I mean? Look, it, yeah, it's no, one of those things where, look, if you, like, ring PA to house, talk to someone if, you, if, you, if you're feeling low. But, like, if you don't have someone to talk to, make those small steps to move forward. Do your bit of training. Do your, you know, what makes you feel good. Yeah, you can only dwell on this for so long, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, don't don't sit in the house and lock your lock your doors. It doesn't help. That's the worst thing. Yeah. That is actually literally the worst thing. I I've done that so many times, and it's just mm. like it doesn't help at all. Like you actually yeah. just feel even worse. And also, I was I was, yeah. looking, I was one of the things you really said that stood out to me is that like the worst thing you can do is like go on the drink and the drugs, and I think that's what most people actually do do when yeah. they're feeling low and depressed. They're looking for that numbness. They're looking to numb that feeling. Yeah, they're looking to get away from yeah, it. Yeah, they're looking to get away from it, and they go on the drink and the drugs. But then like. The following day, they only <laughs> feel worse again. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're hungover. Yeah. So and you're out with drugs. Yeah. <laughs> so Barry, I'll give you the final word on that before we move on to the MMA news. Yeah, I think you just uh, like just. The, I think the best time to ever start anything is on a Monday. You know what I mean? Even like I know it's a Tuesday now, and if someone listens to this, they're like, "Right, I have six days to kill to get back to Monday." But I mean, if you ever like. If you're sort of like set mini goals, set it from start with one week and be like, right, I should, I want to leave. Like, say if you're like a recluse in your house, I don't know if anyone is, but if you are, like, I mean, I feel sorry for you, or I don't know if I'm meant to feel sorry for you or not, but um, just like look at the calendar now and be like, right, seven days, I should leave, go for a walk three days of that week. Stick your headphones in, listen to the Tyson Fury podcast. Uh, you're probably listening to this one already if you're doing that. Uh, then like maybe Brendan Shab's one and another one, and then have those three podcasts set for your walk and then like probably start off the shortest one first and then like the second one will be a longer walk and the third one a longer walk you know 
Uh, and then like just uh, like you'll feel yeah. I guarantee you'll feel better the next week then and then you have three more podcasts to listen to and like we're always here for you as well you know because uh, life is hard and shit goes on in your life and not everything's going to go right but like you can't, but we you, want you to stay energised yeah yeah that's exactly it yeah if you, if you want us to talk more about this in some other time let us know but uh, very energised anyway but um, I think we should move into the world of mixed martial arts because that was oh yeah quick prediction Deontay Wilder Tyson Fury who's going to win I can't help but want Tyson Fury to win yeah. now, so I'm going to say he's going to win. Uh, Although I feel like me and you have like chopped and changed with this so many times, it's frightening. I thought I think Fury was going to win. Yeah, I think Fury looks in very good shape. He looks yeah. in the best shape he's looked in a long time. He does, man, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, like, the, like in fairness, he's not going to win with abs because he's never had abs. But like, he looks like lean. He looks like he's going to weigh about two hundred fifty pounds come weigh in. Who do you think is going to be like? Say if Anthony Joshua got into the ring now with Tyson Fury, who do you think people would be more supporting now? Because like, oh, I still think what, what Joshua. Fe- Joshua has that like. I don't watch boxing, but I'll sport him. Sort of fail to him. Yeah, but the way Fury was so open, it was just like yeah, one of the most like refreshing the, things. Probably, probably a lot of the Americans will start supporting Fury. Do you want to like about like doing the MMA show and the, the discussing boxing as well? Even the Katie Taylor documentary yeah. coming out the other day. Is that like the, the people that sort of fight for a living? They are literally like they already put themselves in the most vulnerable situation. So discussing yeah. what's going on in their life is not even as hard to do. Mm. And they're right. like used to making the sacrifice. Exactly, yeah. Like, massive sacrifices to become the best. But then, like, when you look at, like, the likes of football, the, the, it's such a, like, you know, like, you know what answers you're going to get. It's going to be, like, a yes or no, or let's see what happens on the weekend. Whereas, mm. like, in with fighting, it's sort of, like, they say, like, what their hardships are, and you you understand all these hurdles to achieve, yeah. to get what they've achieved. And that's why covering MMA is so much more real and boxing mm. is so much more real. Where, you know what I mean? Whereas yeah, football, football is just... It's, it's too, like, you have to be politically correct all the time. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you can't really say how you feel. I'd, I'd love it if there was a Champions League final on that, like, if Ronaldo was in it, he was like, we're going to beat them tomorrow and that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I'll be like, well, no one ever says that. No, they're always like, they just tell you how good the other team are yeah. and then hope, I hope we, we can match them sort of yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's too many, like... Sports science answers of football. There is, yeah, yeah. yeah. They all get they all get put into youth academies and tra- and trained on the mic before, yeah. and then they, they lose their personalities. Then that's why yeah. when they're retired by the age of thirty five, they sort of have no. You never see a footballer turn into a comedian, really. I yeah. know Jimmy Bullard would be, it's kind of a comedy guy, but he like grew up through the yeah. the league ones and all, so he was more like he a was lad. Always, yeah, but he was always the joker. And yeah. I feel like he never did any terrible jokes, so no one ever curtailed him and like yeah. stop doing that. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? He was also like the best player at whole as well well one of them so therefore like you can't really like stop him yeah but yeah you never really see any like yeah, you, he's, you, he's an exception to the rule like yeah he was the next funniest footballer you know I don't know Roy Keane yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so um, yeah if you're enjoying this podcast make sure to give us a shout out on Instagram and stuff because uh, we're nearly on 10,000 and I think uh, Michael D Higgins says he'll bring us to the the, 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 the greenhouse the greenhouse <laughs> <laughs> if we get to 10,000 so let us know you're on Ucturam yeah ta. So uh, <laughs> we're going to move into the world of mixed martial arts. Uh, during the week, UFC and um, one championship made made a trade between Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson, who holds the record for eleven UFC title defenses, which will probably never be broken. I don't think they'll ever be broken for the undefeated welterweight champion of one championship, Ben Askren, who is also a former Olympian as well. Uh, Ross. What did you make of this trade? And can you believe trades are even coming into MMA? It shows how much the sport has grown. I think, first things first, when I read this, I couldn't believe it was a real thing. I, I, 
I didn't think it was it was an unprecedented move from both parties. Is that because Dana White said Ben Askren was never going to fight in the UFC? It, it, it was just I can't believe UFC were giving away someone who was so like decorated. You know what I mean? I, I almost thought oh they keep Demetrius Moimez Johnson just because he's been so successful. I know he hasn't really drawn on pay per view. The fans haven't got behind him as much as they probably should have. But I was I just thought Jesus, he's like headlined so many events and he's. Possibly still pound for pound the best fighter in the world. And I was like, he's going to go to 1FC. And I was like, I, I didn't actually realise until about two days later that Matt Hume, who's BJ, or sorry, Demetrius Johnson's head coach, is actually like the vice president in 1FC. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it probably makes more sense. He's like vice president with one of his things. He'll be able to wear all his own sponsors. So he'll probably get, like, he'll probably be sponsored by Twitch over there. Xbox as well. Xbox and that. So like, he'll probably get all his old, old sponsors back. Financially, it's probably a very good move from. And you know what? He's sort of already proved what he can do in the UFC. That's There's the not thing, much yeah. left for him to sort of do. So I was like, you know what? It's not a terrible move from UFC having an awesome one in Demetrius Johnson who like sold a lot of pay-per-views. And then Ben Askren, he's like one of the biggest mouths I've ever seen. But like, he's not overly disrespectful. He's sort of humorous about it. Yeah. One well, 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 tell us what he's like as a fighter. As a fighter, look, don't expect to see a stand-up war. He, like, takes it down, holds it down, and beats you up on the ground. He's been relatively untouched in his mixed martial arts career. Um, see, a lot of people <clears throat> might know exactly who Ben Askren is. So, if you mm. look at Demetrius Johnson, he's still only 32. 11 UFC flyweight title defences. The record yeah. in UFC. But what, what, are they, what are the UFC getting in exchange for possibly the pound-for-pound pound best fighter ever in, in MMA? Ben Askren, I think he's about 14, 15 now. Um, undefeated Olympic uh, level wrestler he's probably the best r- pure wrestler in mixed martial arts history he's like better than Henry Cejudo I know Henry Cejudo won a gold medal but in terms of actual implementing your MMA wrestling style into or your Olympic wrestling style into MMA he's the best that's ever done it. Cejudo's um, currently the flyweight champion who just beat Demetrius Moody Mouse Johnson as well and the way I look at it is not only that, if you want to have a 165 pound division, ask him to make 165 pounds. He can fight at 170 and he's fought at 185 as well. So, you name it, you can put him wherever you want. He is like quite a unique person to get for UFC to pick up. And who do you think right now actually made, got the better of the trade? Uh, look, I think Demetrius Johnson has a huge potential to be a massive star over in Japan. Um, if, he's so gonna be, if he's going to fight more often, I think... Probably 1FC probably got the better deal. Yeah? Yeah, well, the way I look at it is... Ben Astros is going to be another name on the roster. UFC. 1FC are after getting... What could potentially be a superstar over there. And someone... Who is going to be very fan-friendly. And, like, they can put him on... The cover of a video game. The cover of... Anything. You know what I mean? I, I think in terms of... Japan. And they're into, like, comic books and stuff like that. That's exactly what he can, make, he can make like a comic book about Demetrius Don't Moimans you wait, don't you wait, gaming is massive yeah. in Asia. Like, I mean, he's a huge gamer as well. If yeah. they're like, this guy, sponsored by Xbox. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that would be a huge market. Also, like, the average height in in Japan would be smaller than America as well. So, therefore, don't you wait, the Americans never really fell in love with him because he's so small. Yeah. Like, five foot two or three. Remember yeah. how small he was when we met him? Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, they probably won't see such a massive thing in height difference because mm. even if you look at the wrestling that they do over yeah. there, a lot of the people are like high-flying, smaller guys rather yeah. than uh, also big he, shows. Also, he'll probably fight up a weight class or two over there because yeah. he's going to be far better. Yeah. But uh, 
We'll move on then. Well, also, sorry, one 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 championship. We also have to get in Eddie Alvarez as well. So, like, I mean, yeah, they're getting people in. Um, right. So Ben Askins have to come into the UFC now, um, undefeated, and he's have to call out the whole roster in the welterweight division. Uh, he said on the Errol Hawani show that he would not be able to make one fifty five. He said he fought at one sixty four in the Olympics. I think yeah. it was. And he said he will not fight Tyron Woodley as well, who he trains with, who's yeah, also the current welterweight champion. He's actually Tyron Woodley's wrestling coach, so, which is like pretty impressive. So he's coming in with a bang, literally. Yeah. After calling out the whole roster, Ross, what, what, who uh, who's made a bigger splash than Ben Askren? No one in a very long time, um, and like he's he's really like putting his finger in Darren Till's chest, which I think is yeah. an excellent matchup for Askren. Askren. And like a terrible matchup for Darren Till. Yeah. Yeah. So like I almost don't want to see that because I like Darren Till too much. I think looking at Ben Askren, who his first matchup would be. It could be Colby Covington, even even if Woody beats Covington, because he wants to fight Covington very badly. If he it depends on where, where he comes in with the USADA testing pill. Um other than that, maybe a Jorge Masvidal could be a good uh, introduction to the welterweight division. Yeah. What do you think? He says he wants to fight them all. He was calling out the Diaz brothers. He was calling out uh, Colby Covington. I think the only person he didn't call out was Wonderboy Thompson. No, he said he said he could, he could get it as well, but oh, he said he likes him. Yeah. Oh, he's a nice guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just want like I, I want to see him in the in the octagon like as soon as possible. Uh, supposedly he needs to be go through four months on the USADA testing pill because they don't do that. They don't. Um, test in one championship but uh, he's 34 so hopefully he gets like in there sooner rather yeah. than later and then we can see what he can do over the next while because uh, he was calling out GSP as well but uh, talking about GSP supposedly GSP and Khabib could be in the pipeline and being yeah. made uh, do you expect this fight to actually get done? Um, can you picture GSP coming out of retirement to fight to fight Khabib and not even for the title? You know what I mean? It's an interesting one I don't think GSP can make 155. I don't think he can. Do um, that. Yeah, I think he could, but like, is it a point of diminishing returns? As in, yeah. like, yeah, as in, like, yeah, he can make 155. Can he stand on the scales and weigh 155 pounds? Yeah. But can he fight the next night to the maximum potential? Probably not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I know Ben Askren also challenged Khabib at 165 pounds. Um, look, if they're going to invent a 165 pound belt, why not do GSP versus Khabib for the belt? I'd be interested in seeing that. Is that the fight that would make the belt though? You know what I mean? Make it's good because if you think if you think about it now, Mighty Mouse Johnson's after leaving one hundred twenty five pounds, so they're probably going to close that because Cejudo's going to take on TJ Dillashaw next. Yeah. that's meant to be getting made. And like, who gives a shit if like? Yeah, but who's left in that flyweight division that like has to fight fly the flyweight? Like Joseph Benavidez has more wins at bantamweight than he does at flyweight. Sergio Pettis could probably fight at bantamweight as well. Um, John Dodson's already moved back up John yeah. Lineker's moved back up you know what I mean like who's left to fly away in the world they're probably going to cut uh, you know what they're down. probably looking to get rid of Demetrius Johnson well not so much get rid of him but like they're probably waiting for him to move back up to Bantamweight and if he won the Bantamweight belt they'd be like right well that division's done now yeah, you know but, if that, yeah but if if that division's done now then why not make 165 division like if you're getting rid of yeah. one why not put in another yeah and then make Tyron Woody the 175 pound yeah. champ because I'm sure Tyron Woody would love to cut 5 pounds less yeah yeah, because he, he looks terrible when he yeah. cuts that much, doesn't he? He does, yeah, but he's a big boy. He's very, very broad, yeah, very yeah, wide. Wide shoulders, yeah. Yeah, so, look, I'd love to see it. But while we're on the topic of trades, who else would you like to see get traded? What, out or in? To the e- either either way, like Bellator, 1FC, uh, Bama, whoever, who, who would you like to see do a trade? Do you know what, if Fedor wins 
the heavyweight Grand Prix, I'd like to see him take on not well, not maybe not Daniel Cormier if he's a champ, but like someone who like Derek if Derek Lewis beat uh Cormier and then fought Fedor, Fedor was the heavyweight Grand Prix champion in Bellator. That would be like that would be cool. I'd love to see like that. I think that would just be cool. Yeah, um, I'll give you two trades that I'd like to see. Maybe even three. I'll tell you three people who I'd like to see get traded. I'd like to see Gegar Mousasi come back to the, to the UFC. Um, maybe a trade Jack Ray Souza and Luke Rockhold to Bellator and Gegard Mousasi back to the UFC. I'd love to see him fight Robert Whitaker because I believe Gegard Mousasi is the best middleweight in the world. Uh, if Bader wins that light heavyweight tournament, I'd like to see him come back to the UFC. Yeah. Maybe you give like Mark Hunt and... What if Sorry, if Bader wins the heavyweight tournament? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But like, I don't want to see him in the UFC as a heavyweight. I want to see him there as a light heavyweight. Yeah, I, want right. to, I want to see him back in the UFC. Yeah. Maybe give Mark Hunt and... I don't know, Andre Arlovsky or something. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you have to give him like two yeah. sort of heavyweights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'd like to see MVP come over to the UFC. Definitely, yeah. And you can Fight give, Anderson Silva. That would be actually incredible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd like to see all the, all the dancing in the middle. Of the, give them, you know what? Give them Damian Maya and Nick Diaz. Because Nick Diaz is really not going to fight for the UFC. But he had a really good relationship with Scott Coker and Strikeport. So he might actually fight for Bellator. He needs to come out and say if he's retiring or not. And same yeah. thing with GSP. Yeah. Like, same mean, thing with Nate Diaz. Same thing with, with Mayweather. Let us all know, will you? Yeah, just let us know. Like, apart from just being like, oh, he's going to come back when he's 50. 50 to become 50 and 0. Yeah. Or is he 50 and 0 now, is he? Yeah, he is yeah, 50 and He's 51 now. Mayweather. No, Mayweather's 50 now. Remember because it was 49 and 1. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. 50 now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, trades, man. This is going to be great crack if this stuff goes on. Cause, yeah. Yeah. It's, sure. it's like the NFL. Yeah. Or the NBA. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good to see. It means the sport's growing as well. Yeah. But, um, yeah, also let us know if you want to see any trades. Who would you like to see in? Yeah. Anything else that comes to mind? No, I don't think oh, so. We'll probably get into this more, but Arsenal to Bellator would be a good show. Yeah, actually, yeah. I'd, be, I'd like to see that. Okay. Well, then, speaking of Artem, uh, over the weekend, UFC went to Moncton in Canada. And we're just going to go recap just the top two main fights. Uh, Artem Lobov lost by decision to Michael Johnson. And he lost by decision. Ross, Artem's now... 13 wins, 15 losses, one draw, one no contest. And Michael Johnson missed weight to make to make it to this fight. I know it was short notice. Well, it was short notice for both, for both guys. But um, what did you make of this? And also I have something else to say after this as well. Um, look, there's been a lot of talk about Artem before and after the fight. Is he UFC caliber or not? Like, should he be cut from the UFC? Like, should he even made the UFC in the first place? I think if you take... Artem's record and you throw it to a side and you put him in there against Michael Johnson or you watch the Cup Swanson fight you wouldn't go geez, he's totally out of depth that fella is you know one of the worst fighters I've ever seen you know what I mean yeah. Artem's not a bad fighter he's very entertaining he has an awkward style his stand-up's quite entertaining to watch I personally think he's definitely UFC caliber you know Michael Johnson nor Cub Swanson who are two of the best featherweights in the entire UFC couldn't put Artem away and weren't even like looking close to putting away. So therefore, I think Artem is well above UFC caliber. I know Michael Johnson missed weight. Um, I think one of the UFC competitors says the first time you ever missed weight. But I vaguely remember missing weight before. Um, look, it was the first win at featherweight. 
Oh, that's what it said. They said it was featherweight debut. He lost his featherweight debut against Elkins, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Look, Artem said he'd give him his money back um, for missing the weight. He was just happy to up the fight. Do you think Artem sort of, it's because he's turning towards the same brush training with Conor McGregor that mm. he almost, almost like, he's killed the boy association. He has to fight the bigger fights. You know what I mean? Like a Cubs probably sort so, of guy, yeah. rather than fighting the guys that are sort of out of the top 15. Yeah, although he did fight a fella called Alex White one time and I think he lost to him as well and I don't think he was supposed to be that good either. I think Arden's one of those people who's he's like, maybe he won't win the fight but he'll be always very competitive in the fight. Yeah. And look, I'd love to see him move to Bellator. I'd love to see him fight a few people in Bellator. Yeah. He, he's someone who I wouldn't underestimate if I was fighting against him. Yeah, because after there was a, a reporter, an MMA journalist, writing that Artem was sort of only there because of the Conor McGregor situation. Um, he was brought back into the Ultimate Fighter house because of Conor McGregor and uh, all this sort of stuff. But basically, saying he probably isn't good enough. John Cavanaugh then came out with a huge Facebook uh, written post. Post, yeah, sorry. I was going to say article. Uh, came out with this huge written post about how, like, uh, CM Punk isn't a real fighter and he was only there because of Tyron Woodley all this sort of stuff um, it's on John Gavin's Facebook page if you want to check it out but um, maybe he's just he's just getting because of his name put it this way if if Artem fought CM Punk I'd 100% back Artem to win yeah definitely even if, even if Artem fight weighs 150 pounds and Punk weighs 170 pounds Artem, Artem did a interview with the MacLife before this fight and he was saying sort of like how he was wanting to be released from his contract and he wanted to do a boxing match uh, on the Conor McGregor Mayweather card now he didn't get it and he said he only stayed because he wanted to fight a man Tubinoff isn't it Tugoff, yeah. Tugoff, yeah. and now he says that's the fight he wants next maybe Artem needs a, like, a new lease of life because mm. uh, and Bellator there's so many SPG lads there in Bellator so maybe that's the right move for him because he's sort of fought everyone already now in this division isn't he yeah. you, you can't really move up to lightweight can you no. imagine him against Khabib <clears throat> avenge, avenge McGregor's loss <laughs> you know what I mean no, I, I, I think because he's not really gifted with anything. Like he hasn't got a massive reach. No, no in fairness, he's got power in his hands, but like he doesn't overly land clean because his yeah. arms are so short. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, but uh, who knows? It's really up to Artem now, really. You know. Yeah. No. Uh, I, I love to see him move to Bellator. I think, and he's had a he load of fights there. as well. Yeah. You know what I mean, and all these fresh young guys are coming up. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, in fairness, if, if him uh, SPG lads move there, that'd be great. With the SPG guys, yeah, and then also in the main event, well, who would you like to see Michael Johnson fight next? Actually, Michael Johnson, bear in mind, anywhere, maybe Chad Mendes. I think that could be a good fight. Yeah, you'd be totally massive <coughs> compared to him. Yeah, uh, then also in the main event, Anthony Smith defeated uh, Volkan Ozdemir in the third round by rear naked choke. By rear naked choke, uh, Anthony Smith's brand new to the light heavyweight division. But uh, Ross, what you make of this situation now? Because he's ranked number two. The only people that are ahead of him are uh, Gustafson, John Jones, and Daniel Cormier. But Daniel Cormier is sort of not going to fight in that division again. He's possibly. actually in no man's land now, isn't he? He's actually—I can't believe he has such a successful run of fights and land no man's land. He's the best of the rest now. Yeah, like Gustafson, John Jones, and, and Cormier—like they're one, two, and three, undisputed, and they would absolutely destroy him. Yeah. Um. He almost needs like Rumble Johnson to come back to have someone to fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, what's uh, it? The only people he can, he's going to fight now are people below him. Yeah. And I'm looking at who is below him. You have Misha Serkinov, who won there the other night. He'd be Patrick Cummins on the same card. Uh, like, if I was if I was Anthony Smith, I wouldn't be like, oh, brilliant, give me him. What about you know what I mean? OSP could be one? Uh, yeah, Owen St. Peru. That, that actually looks like it could be a very decent one. Say so. Uh, Corey Anderson. Corey Anderson. 
Jimmy Manoa. I feel like I feel like they're the only ones he can take. Like Glover's share, like just lost there recently to Corey Anderson, so we can't really fight him. Uh, maybe that's who he fights, Corey Anderson. But I feel like Corey Anderson's booked against Lear Latifi at UFC two thirty two. So like, who's he have left? Misha Zirkinov. Yeah, exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like you can't you can't like be Volkan, Rashad, and Shogun, and then go like go back and fight Zirkinov. Volkan just fought for the title. Yeah. His last, and his fight before that as well, didn't Yeah, he? and he finished him as well. He fi- and he finished all his fights at light heavyweight. Yeah. I actually saw Conor McGregor follow the Anthony Smith on Twitter then. Yeah? Yeah. I wonder why. I don't know. Sort of random. But, uh, yeah, who does he fight? I don't think. You know I mean? I'm almost like, if Lu- like Luke Rockhold, look, he's out for a very long time now. So I was almost like, if Luke Rock- Rockhold moved up to 185 or 205, I'd watch, rather watch him fight him. He might, he might have to move back down to middleweight to get like take on some, to get some fights. You know what I mean? Because if he takes on Gustafsson, John Jones, or Cormier, which none of them are going to happen, he knows he's going to get his you ass kicked. If there was a hundred ninety-five pound division, he'd probably fight him for the title. Yeah. Well, let's see. We'll, we'll let you. We'll keep you posted with Anthony Smith. But uh, we're going to move into UC two thirty. It's in Madison Square Garden this Saturday. Uh, in the build-up to it, there's open workouts on Wednesday. Uh, nothing was said for Thursday. On Friday is After the weigh-ins. Is the weigh-ins and also the UC two thirty-two. Uh, press conference John Jones versus Gustafson 2 and also Cyborg taking on Amanda Nunes by the way that card is going to be unbelievable in Las Vegas yeah, it's probably going to be the biggest card of the year yeah so UC 230 is this Saturday uh, myself and Ross were actually at the last year's Madison Square Garden yeah it was UFC 217 GSP versus Bisbing Dillashaw versus Garbrandt that's what was last year this year you have Derek yeah, and, Lewis and you want to oh. against uh, Rose okay, Nunes yeah what a car that was. Man, I bet you if we went, the car would have been better. They must know we weren't coming. Yeah. So this, We're still plotting our next card. Yeah. Although that 232 car would be unreal. But yeah, it does look good. It New Year's in Vegas, is it? It would be, actually, yeah. But, um, okay, we'll just start in the main card because we don't want to go through like hundreds of fights mm. here because uh, we're wrapping up the show shortly. And thanks for staying tuned anyway. But uh, we're just going to start off on the headliner of the prelim card before we goes into the, the pay-per-view is in the featherweight division Jason Knight's taking on Jordan Rinaldi uh, Jason Knight is, loves a slugfest doesn't he yeah I think he's he's here for a reason yeah. he's, he's, got the, he's got the blood flowing in the arena but, but who's he taking on the damage was it and then that's when we bo- were both like oh he's a legend it was yeah. Battle of the Hillbillies no Chase Skelly that's who he fought was that it yeah, yeah it Chase Skelly it was Battle of the Hillbillies and we were laughing watching that they were slugging out so much yeah, no, that's when I was. Oh, like, then he lost to Ricardo Lamas. Didn't he? We remember yeah. we were both back him and yeah. Ricardo Lamas destroyed him. <laughs> yeah, the goal, the class difference yeah. just really shows. Yeah, but uh, I'm, I'm, I want a Jason Knight yeah. win to like kick into a- the main event. Anytime Jason Knight fight, we're sharing from. Yeah, uh, then the first fight on the pay per view in the middleweight division, Derek L- Brunson. I was about to say Derek Lewis. Derek Brunson's taking on Israel Stallbender Adesanya. Uh, Ross, this is a very high level fight. Adesanya is like making a big name for himself. Brunson, Brunson's doing a lot of trash talk on in this fight. Yeah, is like when they did that big press conference, whatever yeah. it was. Those two had a lot of back and forth on it. Um, the only problem with this one is Adesanya's got I think it's fourteen no with twelve knockouts. Um, Brunson I think has six losses and four of them are knockouts. So the short chin is susceptible. Um, he's been knocked out by Jack Ray twice. Uh. I th- no, I think he knocked out Machida, but he he's been knocked out a few times. Robert Whitaker knocked him out as well. That's who it was, and I just think 
Stallbender probably is improving an awful lot each time. His takedown defense is going to get better each time. So I almost think Stallbender will win by knockout. Yeah, fresher chin. He's yeah. also getting a push. He was on Ariel's show. Yeah. He was also a guest in he's MSG done, done, for the Knicks. Done, and he's done Rogan's show before as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, you they, know, know, know what's up. Yeah, they, yeah, they know. Yeah. Uh, then we're just going to breeze through just quickly for our gourmet Shane. Uh, in the middleweight division, Carl Robinson's taking on Jack Marshman, the Welshman. Yeah. So I'm just going to back Jack Marshman, the Welshman, for Argomay Shano. Yeah, why not? Okay, then. Argomay Shano. Then another middleweight. Jeez, there's four out of five pay per views are middleweights. Uh, then, next, David Branch Dressen in the middleweight division is taking on Jared Cannonier, the one man who cannot find a division to fight in. No. Former heavyweight, former light heavyweight, middleweight. Middleweight debut. Look. Against Branch Dressen. I think Dave Branch is going to win by knockout. Uh, I think Kanier is going to be like too slow for this division yeah. I think he's looking to be the bigger guy in this division and he's like Branch is fast he's fought at both weight classes so like it's not like Branch is going to be manhandled by his size either uh, I think Branch as long as he's not fighting someone in the top 5 I'm almost like he'll win every single time also David Branch is also scheduled to fight Jack Ray Souza so Kanier yeah. is coming in late, late notice so that, yeah exactly so Branch is obviously if you're going to put your money on it put it on branch dressing yeah uh, then in the co-main event of the evening in the middleweight division Chris Weidman is taking on Ronaldo Jacare Souza uh, Ross Chris Weidman was originally scheduled to fight Luke Rockhold uh, in a rematch yeah Luke Rockhold seems to be in serious trouble uh, yeah. like supposedly when he got surgery they did it on the, sh- the shin blade and now like anytime he kicks that keeps opening uh, he also has problems with his nose uh, also but, his he, knee as well I think yeah but like the problem on his shin is on his left leg and you, everyone knows that's his like go-to yeah. kick. Yeah. That body kick is Freud. Yeah. yeah. But uh, enough about Luke, Luke Rockall. He, he can, he, at least he can fall back in modelling. Yeah. Like, like us. Well, as long as he doesn't do any <laughs> footwear modelling. Yeah, yeah. yeah, or shin wear. Yeah. But, um, Make sure we keep the trousers on, Luke. Chris Weidman versus Ronaldo Jack Ray Souza. By the way, J- Jack Ray in his last fight, um, he lost to Calvin Gaston, didn't he? No, I think he's won since then. I think he knocked out Oh no! Sorry, kick. sorry. Jack Ray has come as as one of his last two fights. The one before that, he lost to Kelvin Gastelum. Wyman's most recent fight, he beat Kelvin Gastelum. Uh, Jack Ray Souza looks. I would. I would have. I know. Like. I, I, would, I would be more like. Wyman definitely win, but like Jack Ray Souza has to shave in his head again, and he looks. He's like. Remember any time when uh, Cowboy shaved his head, we were like, oh, he means business. Yeah. I think Jack Ray looks like he means business, but have you seen his? Training where he goes training now in Florida, it looks like a like a sort of like a dingy gym. No, sort of like a health and fitness club sort oh, of thing. Oh no, I I haven't, I haven't seen the countdown for the show yet. But look, what are you thinking about this anyway? Yeah. Oh, I like Jack Ray for this one, just cause he beat Derek Brunson by knockout. Chris Boyman's three losses are via knockout. Yoel Romero, um, Luke Rockhold, and I can't remember who the third one is. I was going to say Yo Romero again. <laughs> but every time Wyman's lost, he's been knocked out. Yeah. And Jack Ray won his last fight by knockout. So like clearly he's feeling his hands at the moment. And I think Wyman, what's he going to do? Take Jack Ray to the ground where Jack Ray's like the best I in know, the division. That's what I know, that's what I'm thinking. You know what I mean? yeah. So I'm like, where's Wyman keep? If he keeps on the feet, yeah, I think technically Wyman's probably a better striker. But does he have, is he the better striker with the better chain? See, that, that, that's, that, that's yeah, why you know I'm mean? confused. It's, I feel like it is a bit of a toss-up. Uh, Wyman's after taking some serious damage to that head that it's actually a bit like these lads haven't got much left but if, whoever wins has a great chance of getting a title fight after the next fight if you know what I mean yeah but um, yeah that, that, 
this was the point I was like who actually has it because if it goes to the ground Jack Ray is an absolute animal it was Gegard Mousasi did a knockout loss wasn't it remember yeah I remember that was league. controversial yeah. Loss. yeah but I don't think it was really controversial I think they made it controversial yeah it, how, this is a flip oh and also Jack Ray's beaten Mousasi so they both fought someone where one person beat someone and the other person yeah. lost them and Kelvin Gaston is now fighting for the title oh, against yeah. Robert Whittaker although like there's no set day for that and we have no idea if that's actually going to happen whether they go but, but no one's going to be injured or not so like I wouldn't be holding my horse on that. You know what I mean? If Chris <laughs> Moyman, if Chris Moyman wins, he could be like, I should be fighting for the title. You know what I mean? I know. Yeah. yeah like you'd hold a good case for it as well. It's perfect. Like, I've beaten Gaston. I've beaten Jack Ray. I should be fighting for the belt. Chris Moyman always gets very emotional in, the, in sort of fights, uh, especially in New York. Especially in New York, he's a home a hometown. Well, like that's his hometown, really, isn't and, it? And he lost against Romero at UFC two hundred five two years ago on this card. I like the way this is like a staple now. Like they have to do a good November card in New York. Yeah. It, it, well, it makes it yeah. good that like they have to do a big card. Yeah. Also, Wyman, former middleweight champion. Mm. Uh, Jack Ray, former Strikeforce champion. Middleweight. Yeah. Strikeforce champion. Even though Chris Wyman is my mate, I'm still going to go for Jack Ray Sousa. I've always liked him. Yeah. You know, you know I always like to do the alligator. Yeah. Well, the thing is, making your mind up now, like things will change come the end of the week. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you actually see how they make the weight. We'll put, we'll put it to the poll one of the days in the week. Yeah. He'll win. Who'd you, who'd you rather win though? Really, see, like Jack Ray's like 39, if not 40 yeah, now or right. something. You know I mean, I'd almost rather, if, look, I'd, ra- I'd like to see Wyman win, but I'd like to see Wyman win very impressively. Yeah. As in, like, I want to see him, I want to see the Anderson Silva, Chris Wyman. That's what I want to see. Yeah. I'm going to just go for Jack Ray, right? All right. right, so you're going Wyman, I'm going Jack Ray. And then, uh, moving on to the main. Of, of the, the evening, evening. Yeah. yeah. By the way, before you go any further, I did say Jack Ray. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah, I just said. <laughs> I just said who you said who would I rather win. I was like, um, I'm, I know it was anyway. one. Of, it's one of them where like you're just guessing now, and it doesn't also, really matter. That's, like, that's not the fight we were originally given either. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean, yeah. it's like this is like thrown together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry. In the main event, in the heavyweight division for the heavyweight title, our mate, the champ, champ Daniel DC Cormier is taking on Derek. My balls are hot, Lewis. Balls are hot. Man's balls not hot, never hot. Uh, what are you making of this man uh, Derek Lewis apart from his balls being hot he, he looks like he's after losing a good bit of weight uh, he looks like he's training harder than what half an hour in the gym yeah. he's actually doing running for a guy with a bad back he doesn't look like he has any problems now yeah. uh, Daniel Cormier is coming in supposedly his hand isn't that amazing he said on Ariel Hamani's show that it's actually alright but like what are you going to back here are you going to back a lucky punch from Derek Lewis or are you going to back like the champ champ no, I think if I was going to bet in this fight, I'd bet heavy on Cormier and I'd bet heavy on Cormier by submission. Look, Cormier has too much things to lose here. Yeah. He has a huge opportunity of Brock Lesnar next. Yeah. Uh, the opportunity of uh, possibly John Jones again, maybe. Like, if he goes and loses to Derek Lewis now, it'll just, like, derail everything. It'll change his entire career, won't it? Yeah. It's weird how everyone was, like, up for DC against uh, Miocic. And now everyone's sort of like, you know what? It'd be cool if Derek Lewis won. Yeah, uh, it'd be funny if Derek Lewis won and like rejected the UFC belt and put on that small belt. Yeah, he's just a, he's just like pound for pound top five characters the UFC's ever seen. You know what I mean? Yeah. He just is. He's he's extremely entertaining. I'm a massive fan of him. Uh, Same here. Knockout power, as you've seen against Volkov, he's in the fight right to the very last minute. That's exactly what you want to see. You can never count him out, and like he sort of. His punch never actually over, overly looks that devastating until next thing you know, the other person's on the ground. Uh, I, I see Daniel Cormier going to this fight doing like 
a very like like almost like an ankle pick in the first minute, take him down, probably trying to get his back. And I'd see Cormier with a rear naked choke. That's why I'd see this fight going. Yeah, Cormier said he he predicts a third round finish. Oh, that's what I think as well. Yeah. If Derek Lewis is so tired that he has like a shorts off in the third round, yeah. Imagine he went to the fifth, he'd be like, he'd be like uh, that at five thousand. Yeah. Although, like, I have no idea what Derek or Daniel or sorry, Derek Lewis' current level of cardio was that for UFC two twenty nine. But like, surely. Like, how much fitter can you get in a month? Like, I'm talking against a professional athlete. Probably not that much fitter. And he must have went on the absolute piss after that win as yeah. well. Yeah, he was eating all the Popeye's chicken. Yeah. I don't know, I just think, like, I, for the same, like, what would you rather, like, if you're looking into the future, would you rather DC Brock Lesnar fight or, like, who knows with Derek Lewis? I yeah, mean, but he'd probably have to fight Miocic. Isn't it sort of bad in Miocic's way? He like won the title, defended three times, and then didn't get this opportunity for a rematch in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, but first we have like quite a large MMA following, and like not one person went, "Geez, bad on Miocic." Like, don't people know, don't really care. Like, sorry, but they don't. Like, I really like Miocic. You know, legend in Cleveland, but at the end of the day, he's not really. Having people clamour for him, you know what I mean. No. I think when he says stuff like "on oh, nine times out of ten, I beat Cormier," that like doesn't re- when you when you see the way Cormier beat him, it, you're just like, nah. If it was like a forty-eight, forty-seven decision, and he said that, you'd be like, all right, maybe you would. But he got sparked out. Yeah, he, he lost in the first round. Isn't it funny you know how? I mean? Isn't it funny how like Derek Derek Lewis doesn't even try to be funny, and he's so funny. Yeah. Whereas Miocic tries so hard to be funny, hanging up on his wife all the yeah. time, and it's just like, man, you're not a comedian, like you yeah. Know? Just, just give it a break, will you? I yeah. think, I think, cause he was the baddest man on the planet, and he was such a like a quote unquote nice guy. He didn't really play into him. He should have really played up like you know the blue collar, hard working man, and people would have been like, "What a guy!" But he was like, "Haha, I'm sort of the jovial, funny guy," yeah. and like people were like, "You're not really." He's trying to be yeah. too hard, yeah. But uh, you know what? I was watching Cormier's interview there with Ariel Hawani and he was saying like he's like he's actually such a legend and it's like uh, it's so unfortunate now that he's like 39 pushing 40 and he won't be around for that much longer because uh, like he's yeah, such you an know, he started them May earlier yeah he's such an inspiration to so many like younger kids like he, he teaches like wrestling high yeah, school wrestling high school wrestling and stuff yeah but yeah. the question is right if Derek, Derek Lewis wins right mm-hmm. do you think that is a possibility that to do Derek Lewis versus Brock Lesnar, and that's got to be a much more favorable matchup for Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's. I think that is a possibility. Brock Lesnar yeah. would obviously want to take him on. He just wrestle him. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but I'm, I'm almost like I'm almost like Brock Lesnar would then have a good chance to be the UFC champ. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, that's why like, Brock Lesnar would definitely take that fight. I'm almost like. Well, are like, we, are we, it's gonna be like 2019, and Brock Lesnar is gonna be the UFC champion again. Oh, I, can't, I can see that happen. So therefore, no. Yeah, but uh, I feel, yeah, but then it would be like John Jones versus Brock Lesnar, wouldn't it? That's what they do. Yeah, they would do that. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, like, Derek Lewis is so much bigger than Daniel Cormier. Remember, we were beside Daniel Cormier, and he uh, he wasn't even that big. Yeah. But He's what, about 5 foot 10 max? Yeah. When we met him, like, you were actually quite, quite a bit taller than him, and then, like, uh, and I, like, I wasn't that much smaller than him either. But, like, Derek Lewis is, like, about 6 foot 4. Yeah, and he's, like, all of 280 pounds. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'd have to back... DC all the same though yeah. uh, like just like Stipe was bigger you know what I mean and it just didn't matter it's just like I think DC's like at this like he's like a 9 out of 10 skill level and like Derek Lewis is like a 4 out of 10 skill level you know what I mean like he's just a natural massive freak so like I'm just gonna have to say Cormier gets the takedown gets it back at some stage gets the submission in but I'm gonna say first round I know, you, I know he said third round but I think Derek Lewis is like 
doesn't really defend that much on the ground. That is, I, I think like if this fight was never arranged and I go to you, who would win? Cormier or Lewis? You'd just be like, Cormier, obviously. Yeah. I think it's because if you watch sort of the embeddeds or the countdowns, you're sort of like, oh, maybe if he just swings that punch. But like, let's call a spade a spade. Like, Cormier is definitely going to win or else it's going to be like one lucky punch. You know what yeah. I mean? And I'm not going to put my mortgage on Derek Lewis to win with one lucky punch. But like... Either way, I'm sure they're going to set, share a bucket of Popeye's chicken after and both are going to walk out happy with the money. Because yeah. Derek Lewis is after buying like a brand new Audi R8 and then a, and a, like a boat and stuff. And then it was shown <laughs> in the countdown that like he was in like correctional facilities in Texas for like three and a half years. So I mean like look at the way he's ch- changed his life. Yeah. And, yeah. The same what he was there for. For his balls being hot. <laughs> no, no, I think he was just like getting into trouble with the police and stuff and then Very Derek Lewis. Yeah, but uh there's a couple of people on the card that we just want to shout out. Uh first of all, Sarah so- Eubanks in the Flyweight division. She was actually made to headline the card against uh Shevchenko and now she's on the prelims. And also Lando Venata in the lightweight division, he's in the early prelims who had the knockout of the year in two thousand and sixteen, was it? Yeah, I think so. Spin wheel kick. Yeah. So Lando Lando's always good for now a scrap. Yeah. But um Ross, overall, the, the card, I think we were originally promised like an 8 out of 10, but uh, I think it slid down a bit to maybe a 6 out of 10 or a 5 out of 10. Yeah, I think so. But, uh, I'm going to say 6 out of 10. 6 out of 10, 5 out of 10 compared to last year, 6 out of 10 in terms of pay-per-view cards. But like, the thing is, name recognition, it's not amazing, but like you can't judge a card by the name. But we can't don't judge a card by its names. Like you could have like like as we said, Lando Venata had knockout of the year two years ago. Yeah, but you have to judge uh cards pay per view sales by the names. Yeah. So what's the prediction for that? Three hundred thousand. That'd be is that cool for now? I think that's like in around the going rate. Yeah, they, they can't like expect Steve, much more. Steve Bay DC did four hundred thousand. I'm gonna say this one does three hundred thousand. Yeah. But uh, before we wrap things up, next week we'll be doing a UFC 230 reaction and also looking into UFC Denver because Yair Rodriguez is taking on the Korean Zombie and Yair is replacing Frankie Edgar. You uh, also have uh, Cowboy Zeroni. Yeehaw! Fighting Mike Platinum Perry. That'll, so that'll be, be a good fight as well. That'll be a good one, yeah. Uh, and also, how, how do you pronounce this? USYK, the boxer. Yusik. Oh, Yusik. Yusik, there you go, is taking yeah. on Tony Bellew for all the belts in the Manchester Arena. That's on next week. Yeah. So. Was that on Goodison Park, no? It's in Manchester Arena. Oh, I thought it was Goosen Park, but... Yeah. Mate, obviously not. Yeah, but uh, before we wrap it up, yeah, went quite into depth with the Tyson Fury situation. Um, hopefully that like helps some sort of people in some yeah. sort of way. Uh, also, UFC Moncton, like, that wasn't... That didn't blow anyone away. No. Hopefully UFC 30 is great. I'm really looking forward to that main car, the main fight. Yeah. But hopefully, like, DC doesn't get, like, booed the way he did against Anderson Silva. Remember that? No, I don't think he will. I think uh, if he if he goes for the submission, he'll be fine. I think I think he was afraid of Anderson Silva's guard as well, so he didn't want to do too much yeah. work on the ground. As opposed to Derek Lewis is hardly going to throw a triangle on him. Yeah, and also, next, and also yeah. Cormier trains all the time with Cain Velasquez. You know, yeah. he's he's get he's used to getting a few punches. Yeah. Him in, yeah, no, Cormier Cormier is the man. I think he's going to get the job done. The champ champ will stay. The champ champ. So yeah. guys, thanks a million for listening. If you really like the show, give us a shout out, give us a thumbs up, hearts, whatever you like. And as always, stay energized.